welcome to The Prosper Project, the show that helps entrepreneurs build brands that impact the world and the bottom line. We know that success doesn't come in a one-size-fits-all package. That's why we're bringing you adaptable marketing strategies along with valuable insights from inspiring changemakers, firebrands, and visionaries. I'm Lorraine Sugart, founder of the disruptive brand agency, Prosper for Purpose. Now for this week's episode. Welcome everyone to this week's episode of the Prosper Project. Today, my guest is Anastasia Lipsky, who founded Access Speakers, which is a speaker podcast and booking agency. And I'm sure anyone who wants to raise their visibility is interested in what a booking agency can do for them. Anastasia has personally booked 1,600 plus engagements for her clients. So without further ado, welcome Anastasia. It's so good to have you here today. Thank you, Lorraine. I am thrilled to be here as well. And congratulations on your 10 years. Thank you. Thanks That's a really so big deal. <laughs> it is. A, it is a big deal. It's, yeah. it's really great. And I'm, I'm so appreciative. So I love that basically how you describe yourself is that you speak the language of speaker chairs and podcast hosts that are seeking out those great speakers and guests. And you also consult your clients on how to be that great speaker and guest by branding themselves so that they can share the right messages to attract clients. Can you talk a little bit more about what you actually do when a client comes to you? Well, I have, in essence, a do it for them or guide them so they do it themselves or their admin, their VA can come Mm -hmm. along for my consulting services. In fact, I have a consulting client that it's not actually the client I'm consulting with. It's her assistant. And I'm training her assistant full board. In essence, like if she wants a career as a podcast booking agent, she can probably do that because I'm just teaching her everything so she can do it for her specific client. So the agency started as a speaker booking agency and a, a very unique one, unlike the traditional agencies where they book a paid speaking engagement and take 20 to 30% of whatever that speaker fee is. That model has been around for a long time, but there are many people that know that speaking can be one of the best marketing tools that's out there. In particular, if you do it well, you do it with with integrity. You do it to bless your audience, not to pitch your stuff, right? So let's say you're a chiropractor and you go and you speak to a local rotary club and all you're doing is educating them about back care. There's going to be a certain percentage of people that will resonate with you and they meet with you in the back of the room and and they're like, I got this crick in my neck, you know, that's been bothering me for three months or my brother-in-law, blah, 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 and they get clients. So those people, they have to do it themselves because there's no agency representation and if we're going to you really understand that e-myth mentality where what we want to do is we want to stick to our brilliance and outsource the rest, anything that we can to someone else, because that's the smarter thing to do. Absolutely. There haven't been a lot of opportunities for people to outsource that. Now, many people will have a VA do those reach outs and try to get them booked to speak. And same thing with the agency podcast bookings. But in particular, in the speaking world, there wasn't a lot of that. And those VAs, it's just one of the many things that they do. Whereas my agency, that's all we do, especially in the beginning. All we do is book our speakers with 
groups that have meetings. So that's going along groovy because it's a unique business model. And every client to this day has come to me through referral, not through marketing. And then March of 2020 happened. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember, remember well. it well. Because yeah. <laughs> I just listened to your 10-year episode. And yeah, you were talking about that, too. So imagine you're a speaker agency and every single thing you book is an in-person speaking engagement. So I basically lost my business overnight. Every email that came to me was someone canceling the booking. Oh my gosh. Now there was one other free speaker agency that I knew of in the world that was Janet White in Dallas and Janet sadly shut her doors. I decided instead to embrace the pivot quote unquote word of 2020 and start booking podcasts for my grounded speakers. Because remember, this is like one of their best marketing tools, right? So now all of a sudden they don't have that. And so I'd had clients that wanted me to book them on podcasts. And I had always said, no, didn't have the bandwidth. I'm like, no, I just can't, you know, can't go down that path. Well, now all of a sudden it's like, I either go down that path or I close my doors. So I dipped my toes in and I fell in love with it. And what's interesting is that each of my clients that jumped into that world while they were grounded are still doing podcast guesting because even though now they're speaking again, they see the value of the visibility. Also, getting booked on podcasts can help you as a speaker get booked more often to speak. There's a digital footprint, first off, that's huge. That Google juice factor, you know, the more and the law of familiarity, the more often your name and a particular attached to your subject that you are an expert in, the more often your name is out there, even if it's just a flash for a second, there's that assumed credibility that comes with it. Well, you're so talking to a PR pro here. Right? So, so you I get know. it, right? Yeah. yeah. So all those speakers who started jumping on podcasts instead of sitting at home eating bonbons and saying, woe is me, right. I can't do what I love. It's the ones that were out there that were visible that really got the traction and continue to. But I will say that there is a strategy behind it. As you know, it's not just go out and get on as many podcasts as you can and then kick your feet up. No, if you're not going to be actively involved with that host, if you're not going to actively promote that show, if you're not going to actively respond to the promotions that the host has done, all of that, you're just missing opportunities. It's just laying on the table and you're not picking it up and running with it. And so when people, you know, do this, say for six months and they're like, yeah, just not really feeling like podcast guesting is turning out to be what I think it is. I have a lot of questions for those people. You know, are you doing these things? And it's not that they don't care. It's just ignorance. They don't know. They don't realize the power of the collective sharing, the power of the backlinks, you know, having every episode that you're on attached to a space in your site, your previous yeah, episodes that you've so, been on, your e-newsletter, like so all that many stuff, details. right? Yeah, yeah, there's so many parts to that. So I think that, you know, there's a bigger issue than being booked. It's really about understanding all the elements that go into it, which is, of course, you know, something that you and I share. And I also want to acknowledge that we were introduced by Susan Harrow, yes. who was a previous <laughs> guest on this podcast, who also has 
a background in PR and raising visibility. So I just want to kind of unpack because you shared a lot and I want to unpack a little bit of that so that, you know, people who listen to this podcast know I talk all the time about it's not a, you know, a post and ghost, or it's not a Mm. get a booking and show up and do it and expect the person who invited you to do all the promotion. People think that if they show up, if they share something that they can just then walk away and it's social media's job, or it's that event host job, but it it really works both ways. And and the Mm -hmm. way I think to break that down is to think of this as a relationship. It's not just, I don't want to say just, but it is another relationship. So you're cultivating a relationship with your podcast host, or you're cultivating a relationship with the event planner, and you need to do your part. And it goes way beyond showing up. How can you be helpful? Reaching out if someone doesn't, you know, the event planners are busy reaching out and saying, what do you have that I can use to promote this event to my audience? Things like that, that I want people to think about. It's not just, oh, maybe I should work with Anastasia to get booked, but also like, what do I offer? What can I bring to the table? And you've made one more important point that I just want to underscore for a second. And that is, If you want to be featured in the media, if you want to be seen as a thought leader in your industry, you have to be able to go back and share those experiences so that you can build on them to get the bigger ones. And so Mm -hmm. so when you start off, you know, you're doing local news, you're doing, you know, podcasts that maybe are newer or speaking to Facebook groups, but you get those wins, you fine tune your message, and then you start building from there. And so you just, you drop so much gold in a, and I was like, wait, 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 I want to <laughs> unpack that a little bit. So thanks for letting me do a little bit of that. Cause you touched on a lot of really great things. Thank you. Thank you. So I do consulting. That's the other part of it is, you know, that, so I support others just even one hour with me and I can look at all their content and how they're showing up. And a lot of, it's very rare that you actually have an agent who is supporting people that way. It's a very different thing because I'm the one who's done, who I've actually done it. So I know what it takes to get booked to speak right. because I've been in the trenches. And because of my background in event planning and working conferences and, and that's what I want to dig into right? next. Yeah, so yeah. That gives me a different eye of what people are looking for. I refer to it as Marmy's etiquette because my granddaughters call me Marmy. But at the end of the day, it's really about these best practices and how do we show up in a way that a host is going to love me as a guest? Okay, I do the things that makes a host love me, hopefully. (laughs) And that helps that host tell other hosts because you all know each other. You know, everybody goes to this pod fest together and and various conferences and they connect with each other, etc. And then it's also, you know, even with the event planner, meeting planners, they know each other too. So you want to be the type of person that is getting referred out to others. And it's that golden rule of just, if I, you know, do unto others. If I was a host, what would the ideal guest be for me? Would it be that person? No, (laughs) you know, it'd be a person who actually cares something about me. It'd be someone who actually listened to my show before getting on it. 
Oh, yeah. I've talked a lot about that. <laughs> People pitch and they say they've listened. And then in the next sentence, it's very obvious that they didn't. So oh. I always tell people, do not pitch a podcast unless you've listened to an episode. And if you're looking to be a guest, it's a good idea to listen to a couple of other guests. You don't have to, if it's a 45 minute podcast, you don't have to listen to the whole thing, but listen to enough to get a sense of the kind of question and really what the guests share. That'll give you an idea of what the host is looking for. Right. And you want to make sure that you resonate with the host. I'm all about quality versus quantity. And I, to me, it's really important. And sometimes we can't even put our finger on why someone does not resonate with us. Mm -hmm. They just rub us wrong. It's there's this energy. This is an energetic movement. Okay. It's energy to energy. And it's, it's funny because literally just this morning, there was a social forum and a gal had mentioned how she wasn't sure it really mattered that she shared posts socially via social media that of, of episodes that she's been on. And she said, and, you know, there's been a few that I don't even really want to share it because mm-hmm. it wasn't a good moderator or whatever. And so I shared my thoughts on all of that. And I said, look, I have a question for you. Did you listen to those shows before you agreed to be on them? Because I can't help but wonder how it is that you've managed to be on multiple shows where you didn't connect with that host. And my thing that I always tell people is that you want to listen. And as you're listening, ask yourself the question, would I like to sit in a cafe and have a cup with this person? Yes. If the answer is yes, pursue it. If the answer is no, even if you can't put your finger on why, I don't care how big that show is, don't do it. Because what happens is that that episode will get released and the listeners, they can tell there's this, like the continental divide between the host and the guest. And it's just, you can't figure out what it is, but there's this awkward pause. And so you as a listener, you're kind of like, this doesn't feel good to me. It's not going to serve you. No. And I think it's a lack of chemistry. So I liken it to watching a movie like a rom-com or anything where people are supposed to be husband and wife or fall in love or even parents and kids. And you don't feel it. You're not convinced, right? That this is a real relationship. And if you're aware of that, you know, to me, if I'm watching something and the instant I become aware they're acting, I'm done. Right. (laughs) And I think the same is true with a podcast. If you feel that awkwardness, I don't want to be witness to that. So Mm -hmm. I'm out, but I really think it's a lack of chemistry. And so the litmus test for me has always been the same. It's either, would you want to have morning coffee with this person? Would you want to meet them for a cocktail after work? Mm -hmm. Would you have a conversation that someone sitting at the next table might want to eavesdrop on? Oh yeah. That's nice. Absolutely. I like that. That's an upgrade. I like that. Yeah, those are, so those are your people, right? Yeah, those are right, your people. Right. And there's so many podcasts out there that, you know, we can't have this scarcity mindset because it's not going to serve us. And people, sometimes they just feel like they want to get on as many shows as possible. And they're always looking for the numbers. Oh my gosh. Even just yesterday, I had another potential client saying, well, you know, what size shows, what kind of listeners and downloads and subscriptions and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, It doesn't matter. (laughs) Let me tell you the reality of this marketing strategy 
it's, it's not what you got that counts. It's what you do with what you got. Right. So there's that, you know, and the truth is most shows don't share that. It's not like it's public information and all those systems that say that they can give you that info. No, that's crap. I'm sorry. It's just not. And at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter. And quite frankly, I'm learning when it comes to any analytics, so many things can be just jockeyed around and messed up. And that's why that's why Apple Podcasts doesn't even pay attention to their own ratings and reviews anymore when they're making their right. suggestions. But you know what? People do. People yes, do. People and that's do. why they are important. So mm-hmm. I'm going to say to all your listeners right now, thank you, by the way, for listening to us. If you have not done a review of Lorraine's show, do her a solid. It takes a few minutes, just minutes. And if any of your guests right now, right now are listening to this and they are actively guesting or they're going to start guesting, one of the things that I like to do, okay, you're going to listen to the episode now, right? (laughs) Because you Mm want to make sure you connect with that person. Then if you listen to an episode while it's fresh in your mind, you might as well do a review. Even before you've, you know, proposed yourself to that show. And now you're not going to use it. Don't, don't use it. Like, oh, hey, I did this. You scratch my back. I'll scratch yours. Exactly. But what I do is I will take that review. I always, you know, like spell check it first, drop it in when I do the review. Then I either send an email if I'm directly connected to that host or LinkedIn, because I like that's my place, by the way, LinkedIn. People can find me there. I'll do a LinkedIn message and I'll just say like, you know, and I can't remember, Lorraine, if I send it to you via email or via LinkedIn message. But I know that I did a review for you back in October. Yes, you did. And I sent you the review and I said, by the way, this is what I shared. And here, the reason why is because it doesn't always show up. First off, it takes about 24 hours before it shows up on Apple. If you're lucky. If If you're lucky, lucky, it can take up to seven days (laughs) or not at all. So I don't want to have to do it again. So my thing is I always let the host know, this is what I shared. Please let me know if it doesn't show up because I will repost it. And that happened just yesterday. Wow. My review that I had emailed to a host that I was interviewed by yesterday, I went back in there to look and sure enough, it wasn't there. And Mm -hmm. I did the review a long time ago, but guess what? Easy peasy, easy peasy, because I have a record of it because I emailed it to him. And so I was like, oh my gosh, it's not there. So I copied and pasted it and I did another review. And I'm going to check this afternoon. If it's still not there, I'll check tomorrow. I did find out just today from Alicia Sanfilippo of Podmatch, who I adore what Podmatch does. She said that Apple's been having some problems. Oh, interesting. I'm not the only one that has gone astray with. So doing this does a few things. We never know. Technology, love it or hate it. When you think about all the incredible things that do go right, we get to have grace for the times that they don't go right. Mm-hmm. But we always prepare. We expect the unexpected. Hang on to your content somehow, some way. Whenever you do a review, have it somewhere. If you're not going to share it with the host, at least have it on a document that you've saved. So if it doesn't show up, you can repost it again because it, I'm telling you, it happens. Unfortunately. It does happen. I think that that is such an important tip. I love it. I had people who have had their social media go away and other things. And I've said, you know, sometimes you want to 
find a way to back up your content, even if like, especially if you're writing directly. So I think that is also true with podcast reviews. So thank you so much for that tip. I think that's so important. I want to dig in a little bit to who is a good client for you? Where should an entrepreneur be on their journey for them to be a good match for you and your services? If it is someone for my consulting services, it would be anyone who is committed to using their voice as a marketing tool. So whether it be speaking or podcast guesting or even podcasting, mm-hmm. those people, when and I especially love catching them in the earlier stages when they're mapping out their strategies so that we're not correcting things that were forgotten in essence. Okay. Um, but I like to get people and kind of do a, an airplane view, if you will, of how they're showing up. What does their LinkedIn profile look like? You know, do they even have the fact that they're a speaker or a podcast guest as a separate experience category? You know, Mm -hmm. is it mentioned in their description? How are they showing up with their email signature? Does your email signature say that you're a speaker or a podcast guest? Does it link to your page on your site? Do you have your speaker and podcast guesting information on your site. Do you like all these different things? So I like the airplane view to just kind of do a broad look. How are you showing up? Are you being loud and proud about the fact that you do this so that you're also being seen as a pro? Like, what does your one sheet look like? And I'll tell you, you know what, Lorraine, there are people that I have worked with that have spent a lot of money with agencies branding agencies that do beautiful stuff. And I look at the one sheet and they have missed critical information, Mm. critical, or they've done the one sheet in the wrong way. One thing I'm going to say to everyone is to remember, and for those of you who are not familiar with the one sheet, a one sheet is in essence, a media piece. It's usually a PDF, usually one page. Although I will say sometimes people go into two pages, And it's a synopsis of who you represent, who you are as a speaker or who you are as a podcast guest. And in the speaking world, which is where this started, it's traditional for people to share that with a group or organization, an event planner, et cetera, that's going to be booking them as a speaker or considering them. So this is like how you you judge a book by its cover. You are judged by how your one sheet looks. So don't mess around with it. If you know, okay, Canva's great. I use it. But if you're not really good in Canva, you know, (laughs) don't do it. (laughs) Don't do it. But better to have nothing than to look bad. But the mistakes that I see often happen is people forget that the purpose of the one sheet is not to get you business. Right. The purpose of the one sheet is to get you booked to speak or guest on a show. Mm -hmm. So the biggest mistakes I see people making is that they're talking about what they do for their clients. The testimonials are about how they, you know, this person helped me in my business, blah, blah, blah. No. How was this person as a speaker? How was this person as a guest? You know, so my podcast one sheet, the testimonials are Anastasia was one of the best guests I've ever had as a podcast host because blah, blah, blah. That's what I want to share on my one sheet where I've spoken, groups or a a podcast that I've been on, all of that, that's the content that you want to get on there. And make sure you have your contact information, please, people, because I know that sounds really obvious. But like a PR agency that I was working that had done this one sheet, 
they didn't even have this guy's contact information. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And I questioned her about that. She's like, oh, well, because we always attach it to our emails. I'm like, it gets separated. It gets separated from your email. It gets put in a folder as prospective guests. And then the contact information is no longer there. That's wild. No, those are great tips. So let me segue for a second. So that's how you consult with people, but you have another service where is it training or what is I do it for them. So it's consulting. And by the I'm not a coach. I don't do long-term coaching. I I do a brain dump in a one hour Zoom. I've never had, I've never had a person who did not afterwards say, oh my gosh, I can't believe how much he packed in that. There are people that would say that's crazy because you could have gotten three, you know, three consultations out of that. No, I don't care. I just want to bless people and we record it because Uh, it's a brain dump. So So one hour with me and I can do so much to help get a person on their path and and podcast hosts too, because hosts. They miss a lot of things as well, because I also, I'm the one that I vet hosts all the time. Mm-hmm. So I'm telling you what I, as an agent, on behalf of my clients who are paying me to get them booked, you can bet I'm spending a, you know time and attention, paying attention to how that host shows up, how that host is promoting the guests. You know, what does their website look like? Is the host promoting just themselves? Because oh, believe me. A lot of shows, it looks like it's all about the host, not about their guests. So like all those things are important for a host to be aware of, but most of them don't know that. Again, it's that ignorance thing. They just don't, they don't see it from the other end and I do. So that's the consulting part. The other part is we do it for them. So if someone actually wants us to do the bookings, we work with them. And especially in the podcast guesting world, it's a little more open because we don't have geographic limitations. So on the speaking world, geographically, I'm limited because the groups that I work in the San Francisco Bay Area. So, you know, my speaker in New Orleans yeah, I was able to represent her, but that's because she also has a flat in Pacific Heights and she goes out to San Francisco every oh, once in a while. But otherwise, it would not have worked. But I can book her on podcasts left and right. Mm-hmm. So it really just depends on that. But I will say, you know, you can need a horse of water, right? So we oh, can get agreed. you booked. There's mm-hmm. no doubt. We can get you booked on shows that we feel are in alignment with your message first. We vet it. We ask the guest to vet it. Only if after the guest has vetted the show, do we then turn around and if the guest says, yes, I'm a good fit and here's why, and it's personalized, then we reach out to that individual host. We don't do blanket templates. I don't use the word pitch at all. We take that one person and you've experienced this. You've received one email from me about one client and it's after that client has reviewed your show as well. Oh, I love knowing that now. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. We go to them first. And I don't know anybody else who does this. Usually, I don't either. Usually they just book the client. But see, for me, it's important. It comes back to that relationship. If my client doesn't resonate with you as a host and really feel like they can be of value to your listeners, I don't want to book them. Because that jeopardizes the relationship I have with you as a host. You know, if I badly match someone, you're not going to be as open to the next person I might send your way. Right. And it's not going to serve you or my client. So we have a very different model. But 
after all that's done, it's on the guest and the host, of course, but the guest is our client. It's on them to utilize every episode that they've been on and do more with it. We are not their marketing arm, if you will. Every episode that one of our clients are on, I do share it on LinkedIn, but we're not like a full on, you know, social media agency that is doing all their work for them. That's, that's on them, but we charge like a 10th of what everybody else does. So yeah, yeah so, but, but it's a different thing. It's a different thing. You know, we're not comparing apples to apples yes. when we're looking at other agencies. I am an anomaly and I will just say that straight up my business model. I have not found anyone who does things the way that I do. Mm-hmm. So every one of our clients pre-approve the show before we even propose them. I think that's so important because if you're blindly following, well, we, you know, we booked you on these five podcasts next month and then you're like, okay, I need to find out about the Prosper Project. Oh, that's Lorraine. Oh, she talks a lot about purpose and prosperity. And I don't know that that's really my thing. They haven't had the chance and maybe they're actually even getting nervous or maybe it's another extreme where, you know, these larger than life personalities that aren't able to meet perhaps an introvert where they are. And that's Mm. not going to be a good conversation because if someone's coming at me full force and they're like loud and boisterous and and I'm so, and my demeanor is that I need someone to give me space that Mm -hmm. I can step into to share my message, then you're probably not going to get much from me, right? Because I haven't had that. So I love everything you're saying. You're really a matchmaker, right? And so you're you're matching the podcasts and the podcast hosts to your clients. And I think it's really relationship focused and rather than metrics focused, how many podcasts can we get you on? And it comes back to what we were talking about with, you know, whether we want to have a cup with that person. So if you're just booked on a show, what if one of those shows is the type of person that if you listened first that, you know, I don't know, just you cringe. It's like some trauma response to second grade being put in the corner by your teacher or something like that. I don't know. know, So what if someone gets booked on a show And they either never do take the time to listen to the show and then realize that they don't have that chemistry. Right. Right. Or they do, but then now they got to cancel it, you know, or do they cancel it? Because that feels awkward. And I'm not dissing that model at all. (laughs) It's not the way I roll. Everybody, we get, every one of us get to be in our own niche and we get to own it. And this is mine. It's really personalized. And that's just how I like to roll. That's wonderful. I love it. I love it. Thank you. So how can people find you and find out more about your one hour consultation or your done for you services? There is one spot that people can go to where all my content is. I also have an ebook that they can get. It's basically on using speaking to grow your business. And you could apply the same thing towards podcast Mm -hmm. guesting. I have one space. You just go to my website, which is accessspeakers.biz slash Thank you. Okay. We're going to have that in the show notes. So anyone listening to this podcast, that note is in the show notes. You can go click on that right now if you want, but listen to the rest of the episode first. So by the way, I'm going to say for those of your guests who are using this as a marketing tool, have a place where you direct people to. This is not 
a publicized space. So the only way you can get there is by knowing the URL, my web address, accessspeakers.biz slash thank you. And you want to make it easy, have one place that someone can remember, because maybe somebody right now, by the way, if anybody's in a car, you know, you're pushing a stroller or doing something where you can't write this down. I'm hoping that this was easy enough for you to remember. Of course, you can go to the show notes that because Lorraine's going to drop it there. But we don't want to be in a space where we're saying, oh, well, they can find me on LinkedIn here and I'm on Insta here. And this is right, my handle on Twitter. Right. And you know, they start going down this list and it's just way too much. Yes. I do have a free monthly Q&A that I highly recommend for anyone Ooh, that is nice. podcast guesting yes and it's just a chance to get together for an hour and pick the brain of a speaker and podcast booking agent and I never know what we're going to talk about ever it's fun <laughs> we get into all kinds of different discussions I never talk about anything that I don't know the answer to I have no problem with saying I don't know yeah the answer to that I'll try to get it you know, whenever I possibly can, but I only share things that I'm confident about. And it really can be anything and everything related to this wild and exciting world of podcasting, podcast guesting, speaking, in essence, just using your voice. You know, if you have a message, if you have a message, you want to share it because otherwise you're doing the world a disservice if you keep that back. And I'm so grateful that we have opportunities through technology, through platforms like podcasting, through hosts like yourself who give people a platform to use their voice because this is how we affect change. You know, it's just that awareness. It's inspiring people. It's guiding them, all that kind of stuff. And so many people who are listening to us right now, they've got a message too. So, you know, I encourage people to get them out there and do your part to make a difference in the world because each individual person, we can make a difference. That's right. And you never know who needs your message, who needs your services. And I think that I just want to underscore one other thing you said, and I tell my PR clients this all the time, you know, everyone wants to be an Oprah or Forbes or, you know, interviewed on the Today Show. And my answer is those are usually not the places that get you clients. They're great to be able to put on your as seen in bar and say, I was featured here. But if your goal is to be featured, that's one thing. If your goal is to be featured so you can build your business then you would be surprised. Some of the smallest podcasts, some of the smallest media outlets will actually drive your business more than some of the larger ones. And there's too many reasons to get into that today, but I just (laughs) want to reiterate what you said, because sometimes we're not measuring the things that will actually move our business. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, that's gold. So this is called the Prosper Project, and you have listened to this before. So you know that I always end my interviews by asking people personally, what does it mean to prosper? So I'd love to hear your response to that question. For me, to prosper is is just to have, you know, I feel like it's when I wake up in the morning and I thank God for another day that opportunity to live a life that I can be grateful for, Mm -hmm. to me, that's prospering. 
because it's I've made a difference. Somehow, some way, I've made a difference. I've done something right. I do a lot of things wrong. I muck it up every day. That's why I love do-overs. Like every morning is like, oh, hallelujah, Jesus, thank you, Lord, because <laughs> I get a do-over, yes. right? Because I really, I choked on these certain things. I spend so much time in my head. It's crazy. I would never wish this on anyone to have a brain like mine. That's like a popcorn machine that's going off all the time. So much continual analyzing of myself and how I show up in the world, but it's because I want to show up better. Right. So prospering to me is being able to say, okay, I did okay. You know, well done, my good and faithful servant. I want to hear those words someday because that's what I'm after. Not you were perfect. You know, I'm a delightfully imperfect mess and I'm okay with that because I know that I'm not going to stay in that, but I'm never going to hit perfection. None it's, of us it's, are. It's unattainable. And it's, it's right. crazy to think that I could. But if I'm striving, I don't know, that just feels prosperous. And it's so funny because to me, sometimes I think of prosperity and I always think of money and abundance. And that's not, that's my own connecting it to something that the external world says and views a person is prosperous, that they have that, you know, overflowing right. in their life. I tend to be rather philanthropic and even in comparison to what I do have is just in my nature. And so I'm never going to be at that point. Like the more I make, the more I'm going to give. And that's just the way I want to be in my life. So yeah, it's funny because prosper is a, a word that you don't hear being used often. And I feel often out of context and you must run into that all the time. I'm going to actually, I'm working on an episode talking about why I named my company what I did. And ah. so that is that is coming up. But you gave a beautiful answer to that, Anastasia. I really appreciate your insightfulness. I feel like you and I are kindred spirits in many, many mm, ways, yeah. which we can talk about off camera. <laughs> and I've really loved this interview. It was so thoughtful and you dropped so much gold that I hope people will go back and listen with a paper and pen. And thank you for allowing me to kind of pause the conversation and underscore some of the really significant things that you said. So we will have all your information in the show notes. I want to thank you so, so much for being my guest today on the Prosper Project. Thank you. It's been my honor, truly. Thanks. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of The Prosper Project. If you want to grow a peerless, profitable brand, please hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And if you find value in our show, please help us reach others by sharing an episode and leaving a review. In appreciation, please visit prosperforpurpose.com for more free resources to help you grow your business.